Hello and welcome back to another End Zone edition of the WTOC Sports Podcast. I'm WTOC Sports Director Lindsey Goff, digital anchor Jake Wallace here with me as well. Jake, it's week five. First weekend of fall. It doesn't feel like it. Doesn't matter. <laughs> On the calendar, it says it's the first weekend of fall. So <laughs> It is still uh, very much toasty we outside. We have to acknowledge it. It is the first weekend of fall. You are correct. I've been drinking my pumpkin coffee for like a month now, so... Say, that, that sounds about right, knowing you, so... <laughs> well, I, I feel like the pumpkin and the football, it all, like, starts at the same time for me, so, like, that is fall, even though, like, it's technically not, like, I call it fall. It is what it is. Gotcha. Um, neither of us are meteorologists, so it's fine. Um, we'll, we'll start with a look back at last week and our play of the week winner, um, I was the one that was at this game. It was New Hampstead and Richmond Hill. Uh, junior Malachi Lonnen for New Hampstead snagged a Richmond Hill pass. Just He kind of came out of nowhere. He took, took it, returned it for six. Uh, over 19,000 votes were cast for that one. Gave the Phoenix the lead uh, in the second half. That was a really fun game. We, we thought yeah. it would be. We predicted it on the podcast that it would, might be the most fun game of the weekend, and it Certainly lived up to it going into overtime. Richmond Hill mm-hmm. gets the win, but it's New Hampstead getting the play of the week win. There were over 35,000 votes cast last week, so that's pretty good. Something something to live up to this week. Um, also looking at last week, a couple of teams that impressed uh, Jake. One I definitely want to shout out was Hilton Head upsetting Wade Hampton. Hilton Head now 2-3. and three. Uh, Wade Hampton was undefeated. They're now 4-1. and one. They beat them 48 to no. – no, they did not. That's the wrong score. They beat them 27-13 to 13 in that one. Uh, the Seahawks have this week off. Good win for, for B.J. Payne's team coming off a couple tough, uh, a couple tough weeks to, mm-hmm. to beat a, a really good Wade Hampton team at home. And now, like you mentioned, go into a bye week, get some rest, mm-hmm. some good vibes. And now, you know, we'll see what the second half of the season holds for the Seahawks. Wade Hampton hosting Bamberg, who is three and one, so that should be another interesting matchup this week. Another team that I was really impressed with last week was Liberty County. Uh, they played Calvary very tough. Now they did not win. Calvary's three and zero. They won at forty eight twenty seven, but Liberty was up nineteen fourteen at the half. Yeah, and and we're gonna get to Calvary here in a little while. Mm-hmm. But that Liberty County team, and not surprisingly, considering everything they've dealt with, right. Uh, for a little while, but they seem to be playing really inspired football, and I don't Definitely. think that surprises anybody. But that team's always been really well coached by the late Kirk Warner and, mm-hmm. and continuing on to this season, and they've got a lot to play for in a really interesting region. There's a lot for the Panthers out there, and so I, I was impressed by Liberty County last week as well. Yeah, the uh, Panthers are at Johnson this week, so that should be a fun one. Jake, anybody else you want to touch on? How about Bryan County knocking off Portal 28-24? Mm-hmm. Bryan County improves to 3-1. and one. I was at that game. Uh, a really good crowd over in Pembroke. You can feel a little bit of energy. Of course, Portal had gotten off to a great start right. as well. The Panthers are going to look to regroup and see if they can keep a really special 2022 going. But uh, a really good game between two, I think, teams that are better than anybody thought they'd be and have been year. in a long time yeah and yeah. and brian county gets a win at home and a really interesting good result that i think uh has the has brian county trending in the right direction let's move on to this week our wtoc end zone game of the week we've got savannah christian visiting number three calvary the best football rivalry in savannah I would say, yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's much of a question. No, um, you can you can get off on on um, 
baseball basketball rivalries, but in terms of best football rivalry, this is mm-hmm. the one for me. And this year's is going to be great because we've got two undefeated teams fighting for first place in the region. It's going to be a tremendous atmosphere over in Midtown Savannah. Um, the, the specialty sports complex, they always have a great crowd over there, but it, it feels so tight. Yeah, Everything is right there on top of you. So it's going to create a tremendous atmosphere for the players and the fans there. Um, this one is going to be one to watch, no doubt. 44th meeting between these two schools. Raiders own the series 26-17, to but Calvary won last year 21-0. Only twice in those 44 meetings have they both been undefeated. That was in 2011 and 2014, so this will be the third time. Uh, I think it's going to be really fun. Savannah Christian has blown out a lot of teams. They beat Hilton Head Christian 54 to 7, Island 69 to 6, Battery Creek 49 to 6, Country Day 45 to 6. Uh Calvary had one game called off, so they are 3 and 0 like you mentioned. They beat Islands 49-6, a tight one with Eagles landing Christian 28-21 and That then, game got called in the third quarter as well. Right. It, some of some some of Savannah Christians have as well been called early. And that was something the coaches actually touched on is that you know, they've both kind of wish their teams had had more game reps at this point, but it's something everybody's kind of dealing with. So that's a extra twist, I guess, for this season. Um, they've both got great quarterbacks. They've both got a lot of athletes. I mean, I you can see I've got stats galore here. I won't read them all off to you, but the ties go deep in this series too. Yeah, Calvary, you mentioned the win last year. That snapped a four-game losing streak to Savannah Christian. That was one of the things the seniors on that Calvary team were really looking forward to going into this matchup a year ago was getting finally getting a win over Savannah Christian because the seniors hadn't had one. These are two of the top of the three top-scoring teams in the state in Class AAA. They have both put a number of points on the board. You just heard Lindsay reading that off. Both. Although I would say for the most part against lesser competition. Yeah. Um, but these two teams are loaded, they're stacked, and there's a lot to play for. It's not just bragging rights. And, and these two teams have been in a region for a long time, but especially of late when they've been in that single-A private region, everybody was going to the playoffs. You were just playing for positioning. Right. At this point, we fully expect both Calvary and Savannah Christian to make it out of their new region in AAA but you got to be one of those top four, and winning this one is a big way to going towards that and a potential region title. Some fun statistics here for you. Uh, Raiders senior quarterback Paulus Zitrauer is 30-46 for 540 yards, seven touchdowns this season, two interceptions. Uh, junior quarterback Jake Merklinger for the Cavs, 8 of 12 last week for 155 yards, but on the season he's 19 of 31, 423 yards, six touchdowns, one interception. So <laughs> I think we could see them air it out quite a bit. This could be a fun one, and the ties really go deep between these two teams too. Savannah Christian's head coach, Baker Woodward, obviously played at Calvary. Russell DeMossi's now at Calvary. He played for Savannah Christian. You've got Donald Chumley on the Calvary staff now. He coached at Savannah Christian. <laughs> There's certainly no lack of familiarity between these two programs. And all these kids grew up playing against each other, yeah. playing together, playing against each other. They all know each other really well. The student sections are going to be well attended <laughs> on Friday night, and there will be a little game within the game there between the two yeah. student sections of who could be louder and, and who could be more supportive. So 
This is the game to see, the game to be at in Savannah on Friday night, and I'm really looking forward to getting a glimpse of it. I stopped by both practices yesterday, talked to both head coaches, and they actually touched on the crowds, and you know, both of them mentioned that they don't want their players to get too emotional and too worked up. You, you can't beat yourself. So here's a listen to both of those interviews. You guys try not to get too up or down, no matter the opponent, but I'm sure these guys are fired up for a rivalry game. They are, you know. You know, the key I think now is just not getting caught up in that, caught up in it. You know, you got to be ready, prepared for the game, uh, X no wise and mentally and emotionally. But you just can't get too too high and too low because you just get swept up in it. And usually, what happens when you do that, everybody gets starts losing their mind a little bit, and you know, they start you know just kind of coming unglued a little bit, and and things get very very chaotic. So. You know, you just got to stay really steady. I mean, we got to prepare, be excited about it. It's an exciting uh, game for us, and they have a good team, and, you know, it's a great rival game. And so that's exciting. I mean, it's just something really to look forward to. But, you know, again, you just got you got to play. You have, two minutes into the game, it's the game. You got to play the game, and you got to play it well. Or, uh, and you do have to play with emotion like you do every game, but you just can't go with the roller coaster of it. You'll get you – know, everybody will start panicking when something goes bad, so we can't be there. Um, two unbeaten teams, two good quarterbacks, two defenses that haven't given up a lot. Could you kind of break down this matchup for us? Well, I mean, we, you know, we're we're some in some ways. I mean, they have a they have a good shotgun package. I think they can throw the ball really well. Got some good skill guys, and that's kind of things we're doing. Uh, you know, and they'll get in the center quite a bit offensively and run their 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 uh, wing game and everything. And, that, and they're always very good at that. So, you know, they're a good offensive team. Uh, they're really solid. Uh, and they're always very solid defensively, so they're just well coached. They're going, they're going to be in the right place, and they're going to play really hard. So, you know, that being said, you know, I mean, it's just, it's, you know, it's a game where, you know, somebody might think we're better than they are. They might, some, their folks might think they're better than we are. I don't know, but the, the fact is, this, you throw all that out the window. It's just, you know, two good teams will come together and play, and you know, just come down to all those things like not getting caught up in the emotion of it. Uh, you know, making sure you don't turn the ball over and make them earn everything they get, those kind of things. I'm sure they're saying exactly the same thing on their end uh, as we are. And that's just what the game is. I mean, it comes down to blocking and tackling really well and just not being foolish, not turning the ball over, not making a foolish penalty at an untimely time. Those are all critical. I think, you know, the, the winning teams going to have to make a few big plays. So if we can avoid them making those and us making some, I think that's going to be a real key in a, in a tight game. The weather has had such an impact. You guys have had a game canceled. You've had at least one that ended early. Does that impact you at all? Because I know the reps are important. Well, you know, we, we've been trying to practice really hard and very physical, so I think that's helped us get through some of that. Uh, but I think it was a little bit, showed up a little bit in the first half of the Liberty game. We looked a little bit off in the Liberty game the first half. We turned the ball over a lot, and we just weren't, we just, we just looked a little bit rusty. Um, so, I mean, I hope that game, because it was a game we really needed, and we had to come back and play well in the second half to win the game. And I think it was a game we really needed to, that, you know, something like that to happen for us. We had to come up overcome some adversity. Fortunately, we got it, and we had a tough football game, and I uh, hope that's going to play in our, in our favor. You never want the guys to get too up or down based on the opponent, but I'm sure they're fired up heading into one like this. Yeah, I mean, it's been great. I mean, we coming off a big win on uh, over Country Day last week, which is one of our rivalries, but now we're here, um, Calvary, and it's it's even more because it, we're undefeated. Calvary's undefeated. Uh, it's at their place, and uh, we've had a great week of practice so far. We're just ready to go. I was going to ask about that matchup, two undefeateds coming in, two good quarterbacks, two defenses that haven't given up a lot. Um, where do you guys maybe match up well with them? 
You know, I feel like, you know, we have a, a senior offensive line. I think there's going to be times during the game that we, you know, we put it on our offensive line. We got three seniors on there, Cole Burns and Jeff Hudsmith and Jackson Mercer. And we're just hoping that um, they can bounce back from last year. You know, last year when we played them, it wasn't a great experience for our O-line. And this year, you know, they're kind of hungry um, and, uh, you know, wanting to, to get a little bit of revenge from last year. And I think also our defense, I mean, Coach Walsh has a great plan for our defense. And um, David Busey, uh, Akeem Lane, and Elijah Griffin uh, with that front um, on the defensive line, our linebackers with Austin Saylor, I feel like they got to have a really good game uh, Friday night for us to beat Calvary. With them having a guy like Jake Merklinger that's been the starter for this third year now, is that, like, helpful at all in preparation? Um, you know, I mean, Jake, he's such a, a good player. I mean, he's one of the best quarterbacks around. Uh, you know, we've seen him for a while. I feel like he's been there longer than uh, three years. I mean, we've, we've actually seen him since middle school, since I've been here for a while. But, you know, our quarterback's good, too. You know, Paul Citrow, he's a good player, and he's had a good year so far. But, um, no, I don't think it uh, makes it any easier <laughs> playing him again um, because, you know, they actually have a new offensive coordinator. Wasn't the same offensive coordinator as last year. So it's kind of a little bit of a different look on offense uh, than they've had in the past so I I don't I don't necessarily think it makes it any easier having games getting cold early and stuff due to the rain this year I know they had a game canceled you guys have played all of yours but I know snaps are so important how has that like impacted your team or has it well I tell you um, I think we've been prepared for that um, you know we don't have a turf field here uh, we have uh, probably the wettest area to practice on ever um, and you know we have 250 acres here at, Sa at Savannah Christian and um, probably three quarters of it is a swamp. And so our, all three of our fields that we have right now are underwater. Um, we're used to it. We're used to practicing with a wet ball at morning practices as well. So, um, but that's a big thing we pride ourselves on. You know, Raiders don't beat Raiders, and we try not to fumble the ball. And so we put a big emphasis on it. So hopefully Friday night we have no fumbles. What's the message going into one like that when you know that the crowd is going to be very rambunctious? There's, they know these guys. You know what I mean? It's a crosstown thing. There's a lot of emotion involved in that. I think it's important um, to, to start fast. I mean, you know, uh, mo most of the time, high school football, the winners are determined really at the beginning of each half. And so I think we've got to start fast in the first half and start fast in the second half. And I think you've got to get past the adrenaline dump. Like, uh, immediately there's going to be a lot of adrenaline running through these guys' veins, and they're going to be running out, and there's going to be, you know, three to 5,000 people there. And it's a, it's a big rivalry. And so whoever can survive uh, the beginning, that adrenaline dump, and then be able to play four full quarters, is going to be the winner Friday night. Jake, that's not the only rivalry game we've got going on, though. Uh, another one up the road, South Effingham visiting Effingham County. Yeah, the Rebels have won eight of the last ten against South Effingham. They've shut out the Mustangs two straight years. And two teams coming in with on, on a good in a good direction, both mm -hmm. coming off two straight wins. You know, Effingham County started the season 0-2. They come back with a pair of pretty good wins, and then South Effingham's two straight shutout victories after a seasoning open, opening loss at Vidalia. So two teams coming in with some momentum. Uh, South Effingham, I, I would say, vastly improved under Nathan Clark after mm -hmm. having a, a, a couple years with some young teams. Effingham County coming into year two against John Ford. And both of these coaches are relatively new to their area, but they know what this rivalry means. Right. And uh, I think it's going to be a great one over in Springfield, and again, region implications on the line here. And, uh, you know, you talked about the student section. That'll be a great crowd over there as well. Another one we've got, Glen Academy, Brunswick, playing each other. 
uh, you know, I'd say they're at Brunswick, but they play at the same stadium. So <laughs> the, technically Brunswick is the home team, but uh, that's that's another rivalry matchup we've got. Battle between the Bricks down in Glen County Stadium. This is one that I'm going to yep. on Friday night. The Pirates, two straight wins after they lost six in a row in this series, but both of those games decided by three points each. Doesn't matter the record. It's so cliche. You know, we talk about it, rivalry. Throw out the record books. None of that matters. Right. But it, the reason it's cliche is because it really does feel like that in this rivalry. Yeah. These two ki- these two teams are full of kids that, like we mentioned, have grown up together. A lot of them played rec football each against other well. each other. Yep, there's a lot of family ties uh, here that'll be split this week, whether you're <laughs> blue and gold or, or in the, on, on the blue team or the red team. This is one of the more underrated rivalries in the state of Georgia, mm-hmm. and I'm really excited to go see this one. Friday night. Brunswick 4 and 0, Glen Academy 2 and 2. I didn't realize how close this series was. Pirates own it 39-37. There were two ties. Like that that's that shows how competitive it is. Absolutely. And <laughs> this is a full week thing, right? Yeah. Like this is not just a Friday night it's event. It's not just a day. Yeah, this is this is a uh, it's really a full year thing, but this week <laughs> leading up to this game You'll see this community down in Brunswick really kind of split on blue or red this week and some major bragging rights on the line. You know Glen Academy after kind of two straight heartbreakers. Mm-hmm. Rocky Hidalgo and the Terrors want to kind of get back on the winning side and, yeah, and, sure. and feel like they own this rivalry again. Another fun fact, Brunswick hasn't given up a touchdown since August 26th. Is that good? It's not bad. Yeah. Um, going over the bridge, another rivalry game that we got over in the Low Country, Bluffton at Beaufort. Bobcats got back on the winning side last week in Hayden Gregory's first year. And how about Beaufort? They won two straight in this series. Big win last week for the Eagles on the road at May River. Feels like this Beaufort team kind of starting to get into their groove and find and, and find who they are. Bluffton coming in at two and two. They beat Battery Creek thirty-eight nothing last week. Buford three and one. They're on a three-game win streak. They opened with a tough loss, and they've only given up fourteen points since that opener. So, another fun one going on in the Low Country. Jake, any other games you're keeping an eye on of particular interest? There's one happening Wayne County at Jenkins that okay. I'm I'm kind of interested in seeing. Of course, Wayne County three and one in Jabo Shaw's first year. This is a team that went winless. Mm-hmm. A year ago, making some adjustments under the new head coach, and then how? And, and this will be a tough test for Jenkins. I think they're up for it. Yeah. But how are they going to handle this week? It's homecoming week at Jenkins High. They come off a, a road loss. They went to Carrollton last week. Anybody mm-hmm. who's from Savannah can just look at a map and tell you how long of a travel. Week. My mom lives close yes. to there. It's not a fun drive. That, that's a long <laughs> way to go. And so how do the Warriors handle a big emotional week of homecoming mm-hmm. week against a pretty good opponent after a big, long travel week like they had last week? That's one I'm looking forward to. I think one I'm kind of keeping an eye on, Long County and Country Day. Uh, Long County 3-1 and one right now. Country Day coming off a loss to Savannah Christian last week. They're sitting at 2-2. Two and two. This isn't a rivalry or anything like that, but I find it, I find it intriguing. Could be big in the, in the playoff hunt yeah, for, for that, that region. Team. Two teams that are going to be fighting, I think, to kind of get in those 3-4 mm-hmm. spots. I think we all kind of assume that Calvary and Savannah Christian are the two top teams in that region. It would appear that way. And then you've kind of got 
Long County, Liberty County, mm-hmm. Savannah Country Day, all fighting for those final two playoff spots. This is going to kind of have a big determinant factor in, in where everybody sits over the next month or so. All right. Well, we've got those and other scores and highlights coming for you Friday night on WTOC's The End Zone. That starts at 1120 on WTOC. Thanks for listening. Make sure you download and subscribe, and we will see you Friday night on the sidelines.